Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Vox. That's V-O-X-X, Human Performance Technology. And what is Vox? What we're looking at is wellness and lifestyle socks, insoles, and 24-hour wearable neuro patches. And Brian, I've actually worn these socks before, and I love them. Okay, I think they're good. great. Yeah, so that you know they have um, independent studies that show that they've uh, or, or, you know can help increase stamina, endurance, and recovery, and and uh, you know some stability, and uh, you know a whole lot more. So we've got information on this on our website. Uh, so definitely go and check that out at twofitcrazies.com under uh, podcast sponsor tabs. Who else are we sponsored by, Christine Conti? We are also sponsored by Conti Fitness, the best in online and personal training, a little mindset coaching as well, yoga, whatever you need, ContiFitness.net. As well as High Five Health and Fitness. So we create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. That's HighFiveHealthAndFitness.com. Again, all this and more on our uh, podcast sponsor tab on the Two Fit Crazies website. Go check it out. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? Never better. I don't, you know what? I'm, I am feeling like, like my heart is open, right? I just want to say. Let it in. No, my heart is open right now. We just had an awesome conversation mm -hmm. with episode 105 is Ilian Han mm -hmm. coming to us from Texas. Originally my Netherlands yes, sister. Yes, some, some sisters here, some sisterhood going on. And, uh, and uh, Christine is a friend of Christine's from SCW. Right, SCW Mania conventions, and uh, you know she's, she's hilarious, hilarious, and she's got a great backstory, and she's just another awesome example of when you're going through hell, you gotta just keep going because that story is what creates your character, and it's what creates your your you know your current you know your present. Um, you know, a lot of us, and we've said we've, you know, we've been, uh, we've been through much and, and, uh, I'm grateful for every skin, knee and bruise, uh, that I've taken and, um, and I'm happy to, uh, to, you know, tell the story of it. Uh, and, and Ileana is no different. She's doing fantastic work. She's, uh, she's into yoga and Pilates and, and, um, and Tai Chi and, uh, King John. I hope I'm saying that right. And, and close enough. Close enough. <laughs> um, and. And you know she's doing she's doing fantastic work, and uh, you know it's just a, another episode where we you know better body basics. Uh -huh. That's her her brick and mortar in Dallas, Texas, and she is also working with a lot of patients. Yeah, at the Addiction Campus of America and outside of Dallas. Um, you know, she said as a started off as a forty bed you know, rehab facility and it's up over a hundred now. And I think she's at 140 and, uh, you know, she's doing yoga every morning with them and she's teaching meditation with them every morning and, you know, and there's doing one-on-ones with them. And it's just, you know, again, this podcast is just nothing but good for me, uh, at least. Uh, and, you know, because we bring them on because what they're doing, which is, you know, fitness stuff and, and presenting at SCW manias and, and all these things and how Christine meets them. But then we get the story. Story. Oh, my the, gosh. One of the quotes that you're going to have to listen to in this podcast that we really took to is she said, don't take something, do something. Mm -hmm. And taking something could be anything or maybe don't make that, you know, maybe we can help you not make that negative choice or do that negative activity if we could get you to move. And again, for Brian and myself, 
our fitness really has saved our lives in many different ways. And that's what Ileana is doing every single day. And that's what we hope to be doing every single day and why we have this podcast. So hopefully you're going to hear yet another powerful story. Evolution of Ilian Han. It's a, it's, a, it's a great one. We hope you enjoy it. Episode 105, Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone Podcast. Let it roll. Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Episode 105. Unbelievable. Is where it's at today. We're on our way. We are. And you know what? Our guests don't disappoint. And uh, I want to welcome Miss Ilian Han to the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Hi, Christine. Hi, Brian. I'm very excited to be on. Love it. It's our pleasure. And you know what? You're coming to us from where? Where are you located right now? Right now, I am uh, south of Dallas in a small town of Scurry. I'm at work and um, just about 45 minutes south of Dallas, Texas. Wow, those Texas accents really changed, didn't they, Brian? <laughs> I've never heard a Texas yeah, accent like Texas, that. Right? So, so obviously our listeners are like, all right, wait, what? So, Ilion, where are you originally from? I was born in the Netherlands near to the German border and moved for my, um, for my studies to Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and lived in Amsterdam till my mid-30s. And, um, you know, studied there, lived in Amsterdam, and then moved to the United States um, following a man. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, how I, that's how I ended up here in the mid-90s. I love it. My Netherlands yeah. sister, because that's, I've told you this, Ileana, that that's my family. We're, we're Dutch. That was, we came over from the Netherlands. We're Dutch. We're, we're good people. We're Dutch. We yes. are very good people. Yeah. Our windmills yeah. and our tulips and our wooden shoes <laughs> is what I was got made for. And your, and your activity and your bicycles, right? Yes. Lots of physical activity. Oh, my, my bicycles everywhere. I, I mean, we have more bicycles than people and more cows than people, I believe. But, um, <laughs> yes, cheese and, and bicycles. Absolutely. I miss that over here because in Texas, that's something you can absolutely not do. It is just too widespread over here and uh, it's too hot. You know, you just don't, don't even go outside on a bike. Excellent. We go inside on a bike. So about If you a- want to do some fitness. <laughs> if you want to do some fitness, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Too hot. So, Ilion, you are obviously, you didn't just fall onto our podcast. I had the pleasure of meeting you and meeting your acquaintance while traveling and presenting at the SCW Mania conferences around the country. And you have won some great awards. You have your own fitness programs. You are just an amazing human being. And I knew that our listeners would love to hear your story and how you got into 
the fitness world and our changing lives. So take us through the beginning. How did you absolutely. get involved in the industry? And thank you for your sweet intro. Yes, absolutely. Um, I was actually just um, tippy-toeing on my little toe since I was three, four years old. Uh, highly encouraged by my parents to go to Dance Academy. And I ran through Dance Academy in Amsterdam. After that, studied at uh, study theater at the University of Amsterdam and um, kind of went into the early 80s into, um, well, I came, I came with a dance company. I started working with a dance company that was in the early days of background dance and show dance and, you know, it's a kind of from ballet and, and, and point shoes towards the show dance and uh, did that for years. I was, it was really actually the beginning of a uh, television background where you saw just a band play and now all of a sudden there was those, you know, dancers in the background and we had ankle warmers and, <laughs> and shimmery, shimmery outfits and headbands and the whole bit <laughs> in the 80s. So that was the early beginning of my dance career and... Um, Kind of stayed with it till I saw that Jane Fonda had, you know, ankle warmers all the time. So uh, we wanted to trade in those uh, pink and black ballet clothes and more and more went towards jazz. It was show jazz kind of thing. And then um, and then here comes Jane with her aerobics and, and um, uh, Richard, Sir Richard Simmons. And we all just wanted to be all of a sudden we just wanted to be like that. And my dance career has always been where I wanted to teach really bad and I wanted to perform at the same time. So I really early, early, early got into teaching groups. And at that time we called it aerobics. We call it calisthenics and, <laughs> and all that uh, fun stuff on, uh, on the floor. And um, I started teaching and that kind of threw me into the fitness business as well. So early, early, early nineties got, um, got, um, I got my certification in um, uh, fitness training and personal training in and was still in Amsterdam and started teaching that as well. So dance and fitness, I started teaching. I've now been teaching in front of groups for the <laughs> the highlight number of 30 years, I think, something like that. It uh, makes me old. I'm over 20, It, it makes you so awesome. Probably, yeah, it makes you amazing. <laughs> and Ilion, before I forget... Um, we're going to need to find and locate some of those pictures. I want photos of leg warmers. Leg warmers, backup oh dancing. God. I cannot wait. I you just them. opened a whole can of worms. You should just, Brian should see me sitting here like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I have it. I have it. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. It was a great time in Amsterdam. And then, um, I, I studied and, and did some other studies as well. Not everybody always. And here comes in the, the pain of the trauma of the past. Not always takes it seriously that you can do something with uh, aerobics, you know, that's fun in the backyard with uh, your girlfriends for five dollars or so in the garage. So I've also had to, um, you know, look for different jobs and did some different studies. I studied art history. Can you believe it? Art history and archaeology at the University of Amsterdam and theater history. Um, but it always pulled me towards that. I got to do this. I got to make people move. I got to make people move. It's so much fun. I got to move. So that is um, ultimately that became the most important thing in my life. But it wasn't always like that. I tried different things. I, I tried Hollywood and I tried other forms of entertainment. 
Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I'm like, no, we're, so <laughs> you from, dancing, from dancing, dancing in the disco to to uh, film and theater. <laughs> hey, you you always but, land uh, right where you where you need to be, and uh, and you know you, you know if you're not trying everything, then uh, you know you're you're uh, exactly. It's a, not a one way street. The, I have a little thing in the bathroom that says if you don't if you're not wild in your younger years, you have nothing to giggle about when you're old, right? Beautiful. That's why she's hysterical, so, yeah. <laughs> And and honestly, anybody that knows that knows dancing, and you know, from my limited uh, exposure to to dance, I mean, it's physically grueling. It's it's a brutal, brutal, um, you yeah. know, experience, and it's very intense. Uh, you know, both in 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 making the grades and and you know, in the troops, and it's competitive. You know, so it's it makes sense. You know, your 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 physical fitness is a big big part of it. Yes, yes, it is. And that kind of keeps me alive and around right now, I think, because it is um, also now my, you know, my driving thing behind telling everybody, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move, you got to work with a sense of uh, being ahead. I mean, you you know, we don't want to think about things that are right now happening to us. We don't want to think about 20 years from now. We don't want to think about 30 years from now. We we don't want to do anything proactive because we're living so in the moment and, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, if it's not good, then our world will fall apart and, and you know, that instant gratification that we're seeking. But if you just think about the, the long run, I think I, you know, I've been pretty well kept by yoga and meditation and fitness and uh, you know, I can definitely contrib- contribute some of my help to it. Let me say it that way. So and now, Elian, talk about this. So now you said, you know, this is all happening in the Netherlands and now, or, and, or in Amsterdam and whatnot. How did you get now? Who is this man? I'm doing quotation marks over here. You can't see me. Who is this man that, uh, that led you to the United States? How did this unfold? <laughs> We don't bring it. We don't. We don't bring him up. <laughs> but, uh, right. that, was, that was a marriage that lasted, I think, something like four months or something crazy. Uh, it was a. It was a, um, not a good time in my life. I was. I had lost my parents and I had married um, or lost my dad. Very um, in the early years that I, I just. I just. I had just came to the United States, but um, I. Yeah, I married kind of like fast and and furious and this american guy and came here uh had to stay here because he left me had to stay here i didn't want to go back for for several reasons but um and i wasn't really sure if i was going to stay in the big united states either it was a very scary time in my life i was um 34 35 i had a backpack i had sold all my belongings and i was in a different country in a strange country and I was being pulled home as well, but uh, there were just people that I didn't want to go back to, and that was uh, it was it was bad memories and bad things. So I stayed here. I don't know what happened. There's a whole bunch of blurry years. I made a living doing a lot of odd jobs, from real estate to bartending to, uh, of course, ballet classes and fitness classes in all the gyms that you can imagine. I moved from, or I came from New York. I came to New York and moved to Dallas. Then I shot into, after years, I had a lot of friends in the theater business because I did do theater. I loved it. And I met um, um, my new husband at that time. 
not new husband, but he was a producer, writer, editor, camera operator for uh, Walker Texas Rangers. Do you do you even do you even know? Dude, that of is? course, Chuck know? Norris. What the show, right? <laughs> Dude, we know uh, everything. I Chuck remember Norris. that show. Yes, yeah, it's still on. It's still on. I mean, all the time. People love it. And uh, I started working for Chuck, not just um, in his restaurant that he opened here in Dallas, but I also started working on Walker and started doing a lot of crew jobs. And I moved briefly with my then uh, husband to um, Hollywood to try a film and and, um, uh, film and television career. I made some really awkward television shows and, and movies. Fun. Like what? On the, on the Wait, hold up, hold up. Back it up, Leon. Like what? Come on. Yeah, no, not that, that kind of awkward, right? <laughs> but just short films and uh, television. We did a television show in Los Angeles that was called, um, what was it, Something Stage, uh, the Actors Place, where you follow people around. One of the first live, uh, what do you call it now, reality, like reality shows. Yeah. Where you follow people around and try to find out how they are auditioning and what they're doing. I learned a lot. It was a great time, great time in uh, in L.A., great time. And um, uh, just, you know, just kind of kept teaching and came back to Dallas, kind of broke after Los Angeles because, you know, if you don't stay around too long and you don't stay into um, into that circle of constant work, then you, you got to go back to Central America where it's, living is a little cheaper. And... Um, I got back in Dallas and ultimately, ultimately, uh, I ended up by myself. I have a wonderful, wonderful son. He is now, uh, this upcoming year, a junior in high school. Awesome, awesome, amazing. Awesome. Kid. And um, I met the love of my life 10 years ago. And we are very happy here now, south side of Dallas, living here south of Dallas. I, and then, um, where where are we going with this? I lost my track. Ah, yeah. Because we're just sitting back listening to your story unfold. Because, Elian, <laughs> we would not have met. You would have not have come up with all these amazing programs to change lives. If you didn't go through this amazing story of, I'm even backing up to like, wait, me meeting you later in life, mm-hmm. right? You've already gone through this of selling all your belongings and only having a backpack. Like, yeah. In a foreign yeah. country. In Right. <laughs> In the big United yeah. States, as you refer to it, like like we always say, like this is the real story. You know, we are we are nothing without our experiences, and our experiences put us where we are today. And and uh, that's th- true. This is perfect. Yeah. And I think you have yeah. some things to giggle about, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, I laugh about it now, but it was honestly, I think, late twenties, early thirties were very traumatic years, and. Um, relationships were very difficult. I came out of a high school relationship. It was um, uh, very difficult. There was a lot of alcohol involved. I came out of, um, you know, I came out of a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful childhood where later in life, um, my mother started drinking. My dad started drinking. They both passed when I was young. My sister was is younger than I am. My sister was very young. So we had to just deal with a lot of which I then didn't label as trauma, but I guess, you know, very difficult situation. So after that long relationship from high school, I fell in love and I just kind of, you know, went to the United States, followed this guy. And I guess that now looking back, this is really 
25 years later, looking back, 30 years later, it was just all very impulsive. And I was seeking out for um, people to stay with me and love me. You know, and through that, after that, I went through very impulsive and very turbulent years with um, there was alcohol and it was drugs and there was the film industry and it was exciting, but it was very scary and very lonely at times. And um, I'm yeah, I'm trying to write it all down for a book, but it's mm, it's very you know just a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I just kept moving. I just kept dancing. That was the only thing that kept me happy and and teaching and doing something for people that kept me usually that kept me usually around and alive and and um, back to the basics. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're you're, speak, so you're speaking of the choir over here. Listen, no 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 two uh, no two people you know are you know like Christine and I are more grateful for the beatings that we've taken <laughs> along the way. So uh, they put yeah. us right where, like we said, they put us right where we are today. And uh, and and you you brought up a great point. I mean, you just kept moving, right? And you just kept, moving, just kept moving, and you just kept moving, yeah. and you just kept moving, and that's a theme of yours. Uh, so tell us more. Let's get uh, let's get off the therapist couch now, and let's go back <laughs> into some of your fitness uh, that you've developed over you know the last few years or the last you know ten fifteen years, and and where you're at with everything now. Absolutely, I love that. So in uh, kind of 2005 that I opened uh, in Dallas, I was just teaching. Most of it was in the days the craze of step, right? Three step classes a day, high rise, just crazy, crazy, crazy. Lots of uh, cardio classes, lots of core strength. And then I, I kind of slipped more into the early stages of yoga and Pilates. I guess it was maybe also for myself because it was relaxed and I didn't have to do three step classes a day. And um, I kept working on all kinds of different formats and I got introduced to the mania course in the very early stages of because I was looking for yoga retreats and I did yoga conventions and I did fitness conventions and I followed I think at Mania I did everything from boxing, piloxing, pilates so to to all the all the certs and crazy classes that we could take over the years. So what I actually became really good at bringing it back to my studio that I opened in 2000 five better body basics and then in 2011 i opened a building and a wellness center next to it related to better body basics so i started instead of going over all over the place with my business i brought it to one building and i taught about four or five classes a day and i just needed variety all the time because i wanted to teach myself so um that helped a lot to have that variety of of, of certifications and i started writing because everything I did, I just started putting stuff together. And I, I guess I became good at that because ultimately um, I was proud to start working at SCW and at the Mania. In 2015, I got invited by Sarah and started doing the circuit of uh, cities. And I, I, I think I wrote 18 programs for Mania from strength training to partner work to yoga to meditation, Tai Chi, energy work. Lawrence introduced me to Tai Chi years ago, in uh, seven, eight years ago, maybe. And I started developing developing that a little bit. And then from there, I took other trainers and other master classes and uh, did my thing with it. And it's very popular. It was very popular in my own studio. And it's wonderful with the patients I work with now because for the last four or five years, I work in an addiction facility treatment center addiction treatment awesome 
And uh, I work, I do a lot of that energy work and meditation and yoga in for recovery, right? So I came from where there was a lot of addiction, but not mentioned because in the day she just didn't talk about it, to working myself with my experience and trauma and alcohol and everything else <laughs> in, a, in an addiction facility. And um, here I am with movement, trying to make people move instead of sit down. I, I love I, I love yes, that and yes, and I've you know I've been uh, well documented on on the show that I'm in recovering myself and uh, I just love that it is you know that's something it's, it's such a great community because I mean you're talking about people with gigantic hearts and and gigantic problems um, and, oh yes and and you know and they need it they need it more than most. And just a little bit can go a long way, and it it you know it it can make them feel you know healthy again and feel alive again mm-hmm. in a sense that you yeah. know that hasn't been like that. So so you know tell us uh, tell us what some of those programs are like. What you know what is it that that you're working with them on? And you seem to be working with some ancient uh, you know we always call them like the ancients, the tai chi's, the yogas, the you know yeah. and even the pilates and just really you know good subtle movement stuff that isn't. You know, banging your head against a brick wall type of cardio blast off type, you know, workouts. Right, um, right. You know, right. why, why, so why that? Why those uh, programs? I mean, obviously it's your wheelhouse, but, but why is it that you think that they take to it most, uh, you know, the most beneficial to them? Well, I'm, thank you for sharing that, Brian, by the way. That means so much to me. It, uh, I don't know. I got a phone call at some point four and a half years ago that they opened, they were going to open a treatment facility. Huge, about a hundred acres, and and uh, men, women, eighteen plus, all ages, um, for alcohol, drugs, and opioids, and I, that was that was going to be a thirty to ninety day facility. And if I wanted to do yoga classes, I said sure. So I started teaching yoga here, and then at some point they pulled me in and said, "We need you way more. We need you here full time. You need to develop this program because we're having to bring this mind, body, spirit." to recovery because thinking 100 years ago, think addiction, uh, think Alcoholics Anonymous, of course, a program, the 12-step program that we really enforce here as well. But think about the days that uh, the component left out in in an AA 12-step program is movement and is, you know, overall fitness, wellness, and health. So I started really thinking, you know, about what can I bring and what can I contribute to make people understand, um, don't don't take something, go do something. That became a big motto over here. I love and it. they they uh, they came here and they said, well, take it away, do whatever you want to do with this program. Kind of developed a little bit into what kind of groups you want to do. And now I teach every morning. Brian, this is great. Christine, this is so awesome because I'm so happy to do it. Every morning we start with meditation. Every morning with all, with the clients that want to, of course, and that are ready. Uh, We have now 180 beds. We grew from 40 to 180 beds facility. So, um, unfortunately, I, I have to say nowadays that addiction is great business, very very sad in our country, of course. I learned a lot about it. I learned a lot of things that I can do with it and how I can speak up and how I can change and transform. And so we start with meditation and then I have a couple of hours of yoga or Tai Chi or energy work. I do a lot of somatic approach, really working simple and safe and working on functionality and feeling. A lot of people have pain and they were on 
you know, in opioid addiction for years. And then in the afternoon, I start working with people one-on-one. So I also do, I, I, you know, I do some groups, addiction, just addiction recovery, looking ahead, don't look back, look forward, make a five-year plan. I'm, I'm much of a motivational, you know, <clears throat> coach there. And um, start making vision boards and programs and positive thinking, things like that. And then in the afternoons, I work with clients that cannot work in group format. So a lot of one-on-one pain management. We call that pain management. And the other side of it is anxiety intervention because anxiety, that word, I can just go on forever about the word anxiety, how, how that became, you know, so huge in our society and how many people are, you know, addicted because of it. That is amazing. I mean, what a gift. What a gift to those people and what a gift you are to them. You know, I know from my, from my you know, in my history and story is that, okay, I, you know, I put the booze down and, and now what do I do, right? Now yeah. what do I do? Yeah. And yeah. there were, you know, I, I, I had stopped drinking and I wasn't necessarily ready to face everything else that I had um, put in my life at that point, you know, you know, really. And it was just like an exercise was just a perfect outlet for me. I mean, obviously I took into running and uh, yeah. there are a lot of us out yes, there. Look at you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There are a lot yeah. of us out there who are uh, in a similar boat as I am. But I God, I wish I had somebody to go and, and, and talk to and do these things with and and, uh, you know, and 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 you know, put my, my macho aside and try meditation, you know, years ago as opposed, you know, now I do it and now I'm into it. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a sponge to everything that you're talking right, about. Right. And it's just, you know, it's like, wow. Like, you know, and you, they have that in their first, you know, 30 to 90 days. Amazing. And I want to mention too, is that Ilion, you'd said something about, you know, this being available in the past. I want to address that actually with our listeners for a second because, you know, most of our listeners, you know, grew up in households where mm-hmm. almost except for Brian, your mom was a yogi. She was ahead of her time. But when you you didn't practice mindfulness, it wasn't something no. that our parents knew about. I mean, if you were like into yogi, like yoga and whatever, you were like a witch. OK, <laughs> let's be honest. It was like you were a strange, you know, it's this is an anomaly. You are a pariah in society. There was no reflective, you know, whatever, um, right. you know, even for myself growing up, you know, when I went through some tough times, it was like kind of brushed under the carpet and, yeah. and going to therapy or going to talk to someone was something that was disgraceful and shameful to your family. Oh, absolutely. And it absolutely. was, it was hidden. Yeah. And, you know, for me going through some rough stuff in life, I also turned to exercise. I feel that mm-hmm. that saved my life in a different way. And I think everyone listening, you know, has that, what have you gone through? We've all got these, you know, dark things in our life. And I was talking the other day to an interview and I talked about my rabbit hole that even today I still fall in a rabbit hole, but how do you get out of it? You learn these mechanisms and you learn something about yourself so that you don't go back to the bottle. You don't go back to the pill. You don't go back to the controlling of this or this. There it is. So how do you crawl, you know, how do you call yourself out? And the fact that you now are doing something so powerful for other people, giving them the gift of, you know, it's like the gift of the ladder, the gift of the rope. How do you pull yourself out? The toolbox. Right. There's your toolbox. And there's your toolbox. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk to someone, but it's another thing to, you know, it's people ask me about training. I will personal train you, but I will not be with you every day. 
well, maybe I'll talk to you once yeah. a week, but I can't hold your hand. You are in control of your destiny in your life. What's Absolutely. your choice? Absolutely. You have to do it yourself, but we have to have some tools and we have to have some understanding. And that is the fun thing that I always say to my addiction recovery groups. If I teach that, you have to have a little bit of, I didn't have this knowledge in my 20s and 30s. And I obviously had to go through all this, um, you know, all this, this loss to, to find where my strength is. And I had no clue about the word purpose. I had no clue about the word uh, you know, positive thinking. And something I bring up a lot is that I was living my life in, in somewhat of a transaction mode, you know, making everybody happy and doing what was expected of me. Either it was my parents and my upbringing or it was my next relationship and the expect- expectations of that uh, career set and family expectations in your 20s and 30s. And then nowadays, I only talk about transformation versus transaction. Because when I finally stopped, you know, waiting on the world to make me happy or I waited on everything else to fall in place, you know, to to find my own happiness, I just, you know, worked for years on the transformation to finally just be happy with what I can do and who I am and, and just blessed. And then And then all of a sudden everything fell in place and I came here and I had no idea of the impact of my program and what it would do for our clients here, our patients here, and how happy they would be to find, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of like an idea about, well, what is that mindfulness? What is that meditation? How can I, how can I use yoga in a different format? And, and what can it do for me in recovery? And I, I tell people, you have no clue. We're not mindful. We used to. My mother used to come in and describe everybody that she saw during the day by the nose, by the form of the nose. <laughs> and, and you remember now, and if I go home right now and I see five people in the morning and I turn around after 10 minutes, I cannot even describe those people, but for four or five main characteristics, that's it. I would say, you know, let them look at me and I make, I make my, my clients turn around and I say, okay, after five minutes, describe me. And they say, oh, medium high, blonde hair. Uh, she has large, you know, big eyes and a large smile or something. And you know, stunning. Funny accent. Stunning. That's it. That's it, but they cannot describe my eyebrows or my nose or, you know, that kind of, we, don't, we just don't see anything anymore. Right. We have to learn that again. That's so crazy. And that's so it's the, really, really fun. I was going to say that's the reason why we sit here and have a podcast because we are now having authentic conversations that are now lost through text messages, through emails, through yeah. take a moment and have yeah. a conversation you never know what you're going to learn and what you're going to get from that conversation. Correct. Yeah, it's really amazing. And if I talk to the clients as well, all ages, because we go through so different, so many different stages, and even in everybody, that addiction is everywhere, right? It's not alcohol. It's not drugs. It's just a Band-Aid. And, and we have so many of them. Maybe you buy six, six lipsticks a day and you're still addicted, you know. Yeah. It's less harmful for our bodies and it's less, you know. But it's still, we just hide so many things and we just have to work through it. We have to work through it and start seeing and be still and listening to what happened to us and how we can use that towards, you know, our purpose, towards helping other people, or towards being the best you can be. And that is just the stillness or sometimes it's prayer. Sometimes it's God. Sometimes it's the universe, whatever you believe in. But sometimes it's the stillness of learning to listen and, and say, wow, I, you know, I found my little 
spot of happiness, my little spot of, I call it in the morning, um, you know, your gratitude, attitude of gratitude thing, right? So, Ilion, I was talking to Brian the other day who just did this, um, was it like career day for the kids? But it was for younger kids a little bit, right? They were middle school okay. kids, uh, sixth, so, seventh, and eighth grade. So, Brian tells me about how excited he was, and this was really good. It went over really well. And I was like, well, what did, what did you tell them? That was, you know, now that you're like... Mr. Career Day, and we're you know getting into schools <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. And I said, well, what do you think went so well, Brian? I'm going to make you tell this because it would happen to you. So nothing's better than the story from the mouth. But Ilion, I think this goes exactly what you're saying. It's it, it yeah. was it was the long and short of it was being in service, you know, and is helping other people. And, yeah. and, and, and that's what it was. It was nothing that I didn't learn in, you know, in my recovery is that, you know, I need to, if I want to keep what I have, I've got to give it away. Right. So, you right, know, right, it, right. it was just, you know, all the catchphrases and terms that, that are used out there. And, and I, and I, and it was just about helping other people. And, you know, I did something recently in the, in the Boston marathon and the, um, you know, I helped a, a fellow cross the finish line and unbeknownst to me, there was a picture taken of it and it went viral and went bananas. It was like really a crazy thing. It was an associated yeah. Press. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was wild. I'll send it to you. It's like <laughs> religious imagery, Ilion. <laughs> it's nuts. I love it. I love it. So my, yeah. my my initial reaction was like, holy shit! I don't know what to do with all of this attention, right? Like you know, like the mm-hmm. like the good drunk in me was just like, uh oh, like <laughs> this is like too oh, much, yeah. too much good. Oh. What next? You know? And uh, right. you know, so uh, but you know, we've got the tools to handle those things. But they um, and then my second. Um, you know, feeling about all of this was like, I got kind of angry and I got kind of bummed out and I got kind of like, you know, just annoyed that, that helping somebody, you know, that, that it became something extraordinary. And, you know, to me, that's the term that people were using was extraordinary and inspiring and all these things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and I was kind of like, you know what, that we're out of whack. We're really out of whack yeah. here. Like, like this is, this is this is something that I would do. You know, obviously I did it without knowing my photo was going to be taken, and let alone go all over the social yeah. medias. And it used to be normal. Yeah, and and, yeah. and that's and that's was my you know I, you know and and I have a thing with my kids. I've got three young boys, and they're they're you know they're younger. They're ten, six, and five years old. And bless you in Texas, they say. Bless you. <laughs> bless me. Bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. And and I and I tell them like you know like there's there's you know, it's not really coming for them yet, but I'm planting seeds and, and there's pressure, you know, there's pressure for college and there's pressure to all these things. And, and, you know, obviously we're, we're on top of the books. My wife's a school teacher and, uh, and I'm really, really smart. So, uh, sarcasm. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, we right. make sure that they're doing their studies and all, but, you know, I said to them, if you can do one of two things, you know, you're going to be okay. Like if you can fix things, you're going to be okay. And if you can, and if you can help people and make them happy, you're going to be okay. And then I said, if you can, help people and make them happy by fixing them, then you're a doctor. You're going to be really okay, you know, but it's like, yeah, like yeah. just keep it simple. One of those two things, you know, like if you're helping people, you're going to be okay. And, yes, absolutely. and the kids were like, I got, you know, it was like, I had to cut it off because I ran in my session right now. Cause they were just like questions, 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 questions. And it's like, hold the door for people, crack a smile at people. Um, yeah. you know, you know, clean up a, a, a mess that you maybe see in the bathroom that isn't yours. I have like a better question, Brian. you know, did you yes. did you write all of this down, Brian, before you presented? That's my no, next question. No, it it's just great. It's great, Brian. It I just flows, it. right? It just comes flying out, flying out. It's so true. It's we just have to spread the love. We have to spread the love and just give it away and make people feel good and make them feel at home and make them feel comfortable. It's all about that. 
It's all about that. I really believe it. I'm going to be a cru- I'm going to be a crusader for that. <laughs> That's what it is. Like a, new, a new a new world crusader for give it away. All it we away. need but is you're, love. You're very, you're very right about that because we should not let our our kids learn that their self esteem depends on how many Facebook likes they have. Right. Right. Oh, it's 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 bad, and and you see it, and it's like if you want to feel better, do something good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, how's that? How simple and right. how, you know, it's just like do a good thing and you'll feel better. Right. If you're feeling yeah. down, like don't like, you know, look for, you know, a way out of it by acting out. I mean, that's what I did. I had my all my life. Yeah. I acted out. I was I was a maniac. Oh, me too. Me you, too. Me you know, too. Well, see, I did the opposite. You clammed up. Oh, you I went did away. the opposite. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to be perfect. And oh, total opposite. Sometimes yeah. I wish I would have been like the. You know, go after yourself. I'm not doing that. Meanwhile, yeah. someone would give me a criticism and be like, okay, you're right. You're right. I'll be better. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, I have a question and we're, we're, I want to switch it back really quickly because I want to hear with all this work that you're doing and, you know, obviously without names or whatever you have to do, but I want to hear about the success stories that are coming out of your work right now with people that are that are taking to this, the ones that have, uh, you know, have really championed the cause that you're uh, that you're giving them. And uh, and you know improve their lives with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Especially, of course, I can't really say. The nice thing is that it does come back a lot. It's not just after people kind of stay in my wellness program and work with me uh, for thirty days. You can't you can't really do anything in thirty days yet. You have to take it for life. But when people come back to me all over the country and they say, now now I'm talking just recovery, right? The last four years. Oh, I love what you did, and you introduced me back to just getting busy and and get after it. And um, you know, so many things have to do with that too. That people tell me my posture is better. I feel that I can, you know, breathe again. Your energy work made me, you know, work my chakras. I, I'm calmer. I, I read more. I sit still. I listen. Um, that all in recovery comes back because because of social media, honestly. You know, yeah. I can I can communicate constantly with people. We have Facebook groups. We have what do you call that? Those closed face Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. But I also get a lot of messages from people that are just um, very happy. And I think my strength. I, I never believed that my strength also is mania or with other conventions. Now I start doing more public speaking and other guest performing or you know what do you call that? Guest presentations and public speaking, but I always say it has nothing to do with the fitness class that I do or the format or, but it has to do with making feel, making people feel good, making them feel at home, engage with people and, and recognize what they can do and stay simple. S-E-R is a big thing with that I always tell people in recovery and also in real life in my classes outside um, this treatment center. I still have my studio at home and I say, well, you know, just keep it simple and keep it effective so that you get results. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. You don't have to, you know, like I die and all that stuff that we used to do, right, after class. But just think about the long-term effects of everything that you're doing in calmness and in mindfulness. And I think that I found my strength coming back from people that give me a testimonial. It's It comes back to me being patient and make people feel really comfortable and understand. I, I got an understanding of all those years. Well, I guess you would expect so after so many years. Uh, I can see in a body what people need. Just pure somatic, pure approach. And it, it got better after I started studying trauma 
um, infused yoga and, you know, trauma therapy, yoga therapy, trauma yoga therapy, that kind of stuff. When I look at people and I can kind of see what they need, it's just awesome. And that comes back. That comes back all the time. That's that empathy. I love empathy. It's you've been through something and you can yeah. feel it and you could, you could sense feel it. it. Yeah. You walk up yeah. to someone and I always said that there was a point, I think, even personally where I was going to these fitness conventions for the last 20 years, first as a participant and just a sponge and then as a presenter. And I remember thinking the most successful people and success again, doesn't have to be a billionaire, but the most successful, most followed people in the industry are the ones that you walk up to and you feel like you're almost sucked into their energy. When they give you attention, right. you feel like a million dollars. And I think the people that don't have that shine, that, that I feel like that, that you're driven by something greater, yeah. that people can yeah. see right through the bullshit. I'm just going to say it. You can see Absolutely. through yeah. that if they're, for, they're in this industry for something else other than helping people, genuinely helping people. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Genuine. Yeah. And you're then, very right. And I can see that when you do that, and you're so right about that. It's very genuine. But you do the same thing. And Brian, I'm, I'm sure I'm convinced that you do it from the power of your heart. Same thing. And that's what, that's what matters. Absolutely. At the end of the day, Ilian, you got to keep doing what you're doing because this is amazing. Um, before, we, before we go today, I want you to talk a little bit about what you are what you are presenting on the SCW circuit, because I know a couple of those are coming up this year. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners sometimes, you know, they'll go to these conventions, get continuing education, our fitness professionals. Um, I definitely want them to hear your information about where they can find out more about what you're doing and your programs. So what is it? Um, what are you really presenting right now? Right now, I am going to Atlanta to the Fitness Mania in Atlanta, SCW um, Mania in Atlanta. I'm going to be in Dallas. After that, I'm not really sure. I hope to do one or two more Mania this year for SCW. Then I'm working right now with our – this is really fun, too. I started working last year um, doing classes and presentations and uh, coaching a little bit here with ISD, with the schools, to see if the teachers, they get, they get Tai Chi and they get energy work and they get Qigong and, and yoga to see if they can bring that to the classes, right? And meditation to work the kids more into that uh, medium, the same as you just talked about, Brian, uh, to work more with, um, and I really want to go more into that circuit of trying to bring things more to the younger generation as well. And then, uh, of course, here with Addiction Campuses of America, that's where I am. Addiction Campuses of America is, we have several treatment centers all over the country. Great company. Um, I want to stay here and, and work and do their PR as well. Um, and then uh, you can find me all over selfie Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> I just learned how to make selfies. Oh, my gosh, Ilian. I love you. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really trying to, to put myself on camera. I have several videos out with SCW, uh, professional videos, on all kind of classes and workouts. What, what kind of classes? Still, tell still, tell us, uh, Give us a rundown of some of those classes so our listeners can hear. I have uh, a video on meditation, a video on yoga, a video on Tai Chi, a video on Qigong, a video on core strength, and a video on uh, strength training and partner work. Okay. 
called that program is called Ditto. Do it together today. I love D-I-D-D-O. it. Is that Thank like a one one person goes and then the other person goes? A ditto? Yes. Uh, uh, push over, like playing push overs and fun stuff like that. You know, the stuff that you can do with your partner. And uh, you know, push each other over in plank and some sort of handshaking stuff and that kind of thing. So really, really fun. I love those programs. They're all on video, they're all an hour, an hour and a half. And then I'm really I'm really trying to do the YouTube thing, but I'm I'm still kind of like self conscious about it because that's my Oh, they'll be my downfall. Like, oh, oh just I do it. You know, just yeah. do it. Oh. We oh. listen. We're at episode 105. You're on episode 105. We didn't know what the heck we were doing when we started this podcast, and it's uh, and no, 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 no. Honestly, oh, yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> I love it. And uh, you know what? You you learn you learn as you go, and that's uh, and that's yeah. just Ileon like was life. in our podcasting 101 create your own platform session at SCW in California. Awesome. Yes. In San Francisco. Yes. Amazing. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. We had so much fun. Yes. It was awesome. So, again, yeah, anything you um, need, Ileon, we're here for you. And, you know, again, getting that message out is the most important thing. And you are just making amazing changes in this world, affecting people, you know, beyond what you may even think. So, please don't ever stop. Got it? Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me on. I Love what I do, obviously, and uh, I really, really, really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I'm so excited. Ilian, what we're going to do... Love you, love you. Oh, love you right back. Mm-hmm. Love you right back. So what we're going to do is we're going to put all your information on our social media platforms, um, all of your you know, emails and everything else so people can get a hold of you, get a hold of your videos through SCW and, and find out more about some of the programs that you do to help people. And um, with that said... My name's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.